Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Happy Hamster Corner, a podcast about cute, adorable animals, as well as featured stories, collaborations, hamster tips, and so much more. I'm your host, Holly, and I'm super excited for you all to be listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Happy Hamster Corner. I am your host, Holly, and I hope you guys are having an awesome Friday, and thank you so much for tuning in for another episode. It means so much to me that you guys really do appreciate the podcast, and yeah, thank you so, so, so much for listening and engaging in the podcast. You guys are so awesome and yeah, I just love <laughs> I love doing this for you guys. And this week I want to have an open and honest conversation with you guys on kind of just how I've been struggling a little bit with my hamster care in the last couple of months with Linka and just kind of my hamster care journey overall. Before I get into the episode, I just want to say that I'm not an expert on hamster care. I never said I was an expert. I love helping you guys out when I can and everything, whether that be having guests on or just if you guys send me a message in my DMs about a question you have about your care or anything like that, I always try to help you guys out to the best of my ability. However, I do always encourage you to do your own research and find out what is the best plan of action for you to do for your hamster. I'm just putting it out there. I'm not an expert. I do feel a sense of being a role model to you guys out there in the community just because of the podcast and having you guys reach out to me with questions about care, things like that. So I do feel a sense of responsibility because of that. And being a role model definitely does come with honesty and responsibility. And I've always been authentic and honest with all of you about my hamster care journey. That means sharing the good things, the bad things, (laughs) highlights, lowlights, and mistakes, things that I've done in the past, as well as what I've learned along the way from my own research, from others within the community, or even just guests having on the podcast. So getting into this conversation, I just want to say that I've been struggling a lot recently with pleasing Linka and just my hamster care overall. And I think that has a lot to do with the fact that Linka is a a little bit of a tricky hamster. She definitely is a lot harder for me to please than Petra was. And being new to proper care for hamsters and everything, I definitely want to provide Linka with the best possible care. And I have been struggling with this recently. I just want to be open and honest with you guys about that because I 
want this podcast to be real and I want to be open and honest with you guys throughout my hamster care journey and good things that I've done, mistakes that I've made, and things like that. So I definitely want to show you guys this side of it as well. Not only just to be open and honest, but also because maybe this will help one of you out there in the community that's struggling too. And maybe it'll help you to feel a little less alone if you are struggling. Because I know I have felt that way. I did a poll a while back on Instagram about how many of you have felt that you've struggled to provide the best possible care for your hamster. And I believe it was like 78% said that they'd struggled. That's a lot. (laughs) It's definitely a lot. You're not alone. Feeling that you're struggling to provide the best for your hamster, it's a struggle. (laughs) And sometimes it's better than others. Being a part of this community definitely does help. But I do want you guys to feel like you're not alone. Yeah, so to start this conversation about how I've been struggling, to take it back a little bit, I got Linka back in April and I've struggled mainly with her enclosure. This is the root of the problem in what I've been struggling with with her. And when I first got Linka back in April, I had her in Petra's old bin enclosure and I knew that that was not going to last long. It was good for the time being, but once I got her 12-inch wheel and put it in there, it was not enough space for her. Not enough possibility for enrichment for her and nothing against spin enclosures. I just know that Linka was showing signs of boredom in the bin enclosure very quickly. So, I was finally able to update her enclosure to the IKEA Detoff, and with that, (laughs) I was so excited. I wanted to get Petra the Detoff for the last year of her life, but I was saving up for it. I know they're not that expensive, however, where I live, IKEA is not close, and that's not a journey that you always take, especially with COVID and everything. I wasn't going down that direction where the closest IKEA was. <laughs> so having it shipped was more to ship it than it was the cost of the detoff. So I was finally able to get the IKEA detoff for Linka, and I was so excited. <laughs> My boyfriend and I set it up, cleaned it off, got it all set up for Linka. I was so ecstatic to put her in this new beautiful enclosure that I could see her in it clearly and it was so much bigger than the bin enclosure. I knew it was going to be so much better for her and slowly Linka started to show signs of boredom. She was chewing at the wood. She was monkey barring on the lid system I had. She was chewing on the bars, on the detoff, and I felt terrible. I felt like a failure. (laughs) I was so upset because I spent and had saved up for this enclosure and it wasn't working for her. So I started off by 
trying to enrich her environment more. If she was showing signs of boredom, I was thinking she needs more enrichment. So I made more boredom breakers for her. I switched around her enclosure every few days. I fixed the top, the lid system, so she was no longer monkey barring and I started scatter feeding completely for her and I put the glass shelving from the detoff in front of the wood so that she couldn't chew through the wood. I also decided to add more enriching things in her enclosure. I got more hides, I got more sprays, I got different things to add to her enclosure so that she would have more enrichment. But she was still showing signs of boredom and wanting to come out. Mainly, this was when she was in heat. She was trying to just do everything in her power to get out of her enclosure. (laughs) And I get it. Biologically, you know, it makes sense. She knows she's alone in there. She wants to find a mate. I understand. However, I felt like a failure in my hamster care, in the hamster community, in doing this podcast, and ultimately, Talinka. This was also really hard for me because she's not as social as Petra. Petra was super social. She wanted to come out. She wanted to hang out majority of the time. Of course, she had her days like anybody else, but Linka doesn't like as much human interaction. She is content with a couple pets and then a treat and running back to her burrow (laughs) or running in her wheel or doing her own thing in her enclosure. I have this mug I've shown a picture with her in it on Instagram, and it's her little, like, transport mug. And I'll put it in her enclosure. If she wants to come out, she'll go into the mug. And if she doesn't want to come out, then she will just walk right past the mug. So it's been a good little indicator for me on if she wants to come out and hang out with me if or if she's just kind of content in doing her own thing. Majority of the time, she likes to do her own thing. And that's okay. But... I just want to kind of share these struggles that I've had with Linka and kind of ultimately what I've come to the conclusion in my situation. And maybe it'll be helpful for you guys. I don't know. So I decided instead of burying my head in the sand, (laughs) I am looking into creating a DIY enclosure to help provide Linka with more space and I want to provide Linka with the best care and honestly I have come so far in my hamster care journey and my journey hasn't stopped. I want to keep going and (laughs) I want to keep striving for the best and providing the best care possible for my hamster and learning and growing along this journey and along the way. Linka has taught me so much about providing for a hamster that is a grass is greener on the other side type of hamster and I love that about her. She's taught me so much and I appreciate it and even though I have come so far in my hamster care journey that has not stopped the voice in my head of self-doubt that I'm struggling to keep my hamster happy 
and ultimately I want to provide Linka with the best care. And I say all of this because I just want to be transparent and honest with you guys. That's what this podcast is about. We all feel down sometimes and I hope that me sharing this (laughs) and my struggles will help even just one person to feel less alone and that I was feeling the same. Hamsters are amazing pets, but they can be challenging at times to keep entertained out of trouble and provide an enriched life for them. However, that doesn't mean that I won't try my best to provide the best care for my hamster, and you shouldn't either, because at the end of the day, they rely on us as the pet owner to care and provide for them. We better do our best. That's what matters. I guess the goal of this is try everything that you can, do all the research that you can to provide the best care for your hamster and keep pushing along (laughs) and just know that all in all, you're not a failure. I'm not a failure. We do our best. We learn and we adjust our care to provide what is best for our hamsters because we love them. And at the end of the day, that's what matters. But yeah, (laughs) I hope that this helps at least one of you out there to feel less alone that you are struggling with providing the best care for your hamster. I have struggled to open up about this just because I feel that sense of a need to be in a role model type situation because of the podcast, but I feel like I need to use this as a tool to make you guys feel less alone and feel like we're on the same page. I'm not an expert. I'm still learning. And that's okay. (laughs) If you're not an expert and you're still learning and you're still growing, that is awesome. We are in this together. I hope that helps at least one of you out there. I've also been struggling a lot with missing Petra these days and a lot of it has to do with Snapchat. (laughs) I love Snapchat, but they give you the memories and throughout this last summer and like coming into this time period. Last year, I spent a lot of time with her because of COVID. I wasn't working. So I was spending a lot of time with Petra and I took a lot of videos, a lot of pictures of her. And so almost every day I get a memory of one year ago, Petra and I were doing this or where I took her out or she did this cute thing or whatever. And it's like all of that floods back. It's like you feel like you're okay in grief and then one thing happens or you just are sitting by yourself in a quiet room and all of a sudden all of it floods back and you're sad all over again. And that is so freaking hard. It's so hard. (laughs) I've struggled more than you can imagine with losing Petra and I think all this stuff with Linka has made it just heightened as well, but I am not doing this so you feel sorry for me or anything like that. I just want to be open with you guys, and I've struggled with this for a while now, and 
I've been kind of just pushing it aside, but the other day I got this calling to to do this episode, and I hope that this helps at least one of you, (sighs) and if not, at least you know a little bit more about me, and that I'm not perfect, (laughs) although I never claimed to be, but that's what I want to use this podcast as. I said when I did the Petra episode that I want this podcast to be real. Not that the other episodes weren't real, because they are. I've been open and honest and authentic with you guys since day one. Yeah. (laughs) The struggles of being a hamster mom. (laughs) It's a real thing, I guess. I don't know. So yeah, anyway, but all in all, you're not a failure. We do our best. We learn. We adjust our care. We provide the best for our hamsters. And this is a little bit of a pep talk to myself as well. Know that you're trying your best, you're doing the best you can, and we're doing great. All right, on that note, let's do Holly's hamster tip of the week. This week is... (laughs) Oh my gosh, that was the wrong drum roll. (laughs) I can't believe I did that, oh my gosh. Holly's hamster tip of the week this week is keep your head up. You are doing the best you can. Just let that sink in for a moment. Okay. (laughs) Next thing we're going to do is a write-in from Ginger Snappily. This is one of her Ginger's facts. So she said, the golden type where the fur is orange-brown with a white underbelly and dark flashes on the cheek, is also called the wild type, as this is the color that wild Syrian hamsters are. The other color types, like brown or cream, are genetic mutations that have been cultivated by breeders, thus they do not exist in the wild. I just thought that was really freaking cool. (laughs) Thank you so much, Ginger, for writing in a fun fact. I really do like these because they're just kind of fun and interesting, and I hope you guys enjoy those as much as I do. (sighs) Wow. Okay. I hope you all appreciate me being a little bit more vulnerable in this episode, and I hope it helps at least one of you out there feel less alone out there and just remember the tip of the week. Keep your head up. You're doing the best you can. You guys are so awesome out there in the community. Keep doing awesome. Keep your hamsters happy. Do the best you can. If you're feeling overwhelmed, just take a second, breathe. It'll be okay. And yeah, that wraps up another episode of the Happy Hamster Corner. I hope you guys all enjoyed this week's episode. And yeah, so if you ever want to be featured on this podcast, just send me a message on Petra the Hamster on Instagram. I love hearing from you guys doing collaborations and having your write-ins sent in. So go ahead and send me a message on Petra the Hamster on Instagram if you're interested in doing a collaboration 
or sending in a write-in. So I also have the Happy Hamster Corner merch available. If you do want a mug or a water bottle, send me a message on Petra the Hamster if you're interested in getting some merch. Also, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. If you do enjoy this podcast, like it, subscribe, rate, review, all that jazz, and let's keep spreading the word on proper hamster care. I love all you guys out there in the hamster community. You guys are so freaking awesome. You have a wonderful weekend, and I will see you all next Friday for another episode. But first, and of course, as always, (laughs) you have a happy one, guys. I always get so quiet whenever I do that. (laughs) 